Welcome to the School of Sellers podcast, a teacher business show that is short on time, but big on action. Full-time, part-time, or just getting started? No matter where you are in your teacher-seller journey, there's something here for everyone. Making your online teacher business feel doable every step of the way. Here's your host, Erin Waters. Hello there, and welcome to School of Sellers. I am Erin Waters, and today I am talking to you about how you can use the tools you use every single day in a brand new way. Now, I know you've heard the buzz about all of these cool organizational tools and spreadsheets that you can find online. I talk a lot about Airtable. I'm a big fan of Trello. Canva is a very popular tool in the teacher community, and it seems as though every time we log online, we hear about a new tool or a new program or a new website or a new app, right? I could go on. They are everywhere and it is extremely tempting to want to try all of the brand new things. I am one of those people. It is very hard for me to ignore a brand new program or a way of organizing because it looks so colorful and creative and fun that it kind of makes me think maybe I need to change something that I'm doing. But here's the thing you probably don't need to change anything. There is no good in chasing all of the shiny objects that you see online and all around you. And I'm willing to bet that there are some ways you can use the tools you already have in new ways to satisfy your need to try something new, but also deepen your understanding of the tools you're using and become an even more productive business owner. And I'll give you a couple examples here today. Now, I am a huge believer in working smarter and not harder, right? And this is one of the reasons why I'm focusing on this idea today, because like I said, I'm very tempted sometimes to try new things and new programs because as human beings, it is our nature to get bored with the things that we do day in and day out. The truth is, though, that if you are bored with something, it probably means that it's working. Trying something new and starting something new is always really exciting at the beginning, And then once we start to get into that routine, the boredom sets in and we're easily distracted and wanting to try new things. It's kind of like when I decide every two months to start being healthy and working out and eating healthy. I get all excited about the plan. You know, I come up with meal plans and exercise plans and I'm like super on board for maybe a week. And then I'm like, oh, well, this actually sucks and I hate doing this. And it starts to lose its appeal. I think that business is a lot like this. But If you can help it, try to stick with what's working. There's no sense in trying to fix something if it's not broken. And I think that using the tools you have in front of you and the tools that you use day in and day out, no matter how boring they may seem to you, it's way smarter to be a master at one or two programs than dabble in like 25 different apps and tools, right? Because like I said, dabbling in 25 (laughs) tools or however many tools instead of really knowing deeply about one will cause you to lose time in the long run and your interest will still fizzle out just like it does otherwise. So there's no sense in wasting your time trying out every single new thing that pops up on your newsfeed. It's tempting. I know I've been in that black hole of new program interest so many times I can't even tell you, but I've learned a lot from it and I found a way to feel comfortable with the tools I use now and to use them to my advantage rather than trying every new thing that comes my way. So Let's start with our bookmarks on our webpage and our auto open tabs. Now, 
I am speaking purely from a Google Chrome standpoint here. So if you use another browser, then I'm sure you can do the same thing, but I will not be able to tell you exactly how to set this up. But let's start with our auto open tabs. Every day when I start work, I start Google Chrome and I have programmed it in a way that it will automatically open to several different tabs. And these are things that I use on a daily basis, multiple times throughout the day in my business. So I create auto open tabs based on what I use the most frequently. Now, if you are a Chrome user, you can go to the more menu. When you open up Chrome, there are the three dots arranged vertically and they're in the upper right hand corner. You're going to want to click those dots, then click settings. And then there's a tab that says on startup. And in that menu, you can type in any website that you want Chrome to open up in and you can choose as many tabs as you'd like. Now I've played around with this for months and months and months and I have learned two things from this. So if you are interested in setting up auto open tabs, listen carefully, or if you already have auto open tabs, hear me out and tell me what you think. I have two ground rules for setting up my tabs. One, like I said, I put sites in there that I use frequently every single day. These are sites like Trello, Airtable, Canva, and Google Keep. Those are my main ones. And you might be thinking, well, what about things like Facebook and email and ConvertKit and all those things? I try to avoid, this is my other ground rule, I try to avoid setting up sites that are going to give me notifications throughout the day. If I can hear notifications, or even if my sound is off, if I can see the notifications on the tabs, it's going to distract me and I am 99% likely to switch out of what I'm doing to go see who is emailing me or who is posting on Facebook. And I prefer not to do that because I know myself, I'm easily distracted. So I stick with things that I know I'm using frequently throughout the day, but also that I know are not going to distract me from my path to productivity. So again, I use Trello because that is where I keep tons of my social media posting plans, my day-to-day -day plans, my recurring tasks. I keep Airtable as one of my auto open tasks or auto open tabs because that's where I keep all of my content calendar, my links, things like that. Canva is something I feel like I'm always popping in and out of. So rather than having to open that up every single time, I just keep a tab open to Canva and it's really easy to access. And then Google Keep is an amazing tool for keeping to-do lists and organizing all of your thoughts into categories that are easy to check off um, throughout the day. So I like to keep those four specifically. I'll add or remove ones um, every once and again, but those are the four that continually are on my auto open tab schedule. Now, kind of similarly, but a little different, let's talk about our bookmarks. Obviously bookmarks online are used to save websites that you either want to refer back to in the future or just to have like an easy go-to menu of sites. Something that I had been underutilizing and actually not utilizing at all um, about six months ago was my bookmarks bar. And that is the bar that runs horizontally at the top of your screen where you can see the top, whatever, 10, five to 10 bookmarks, um, bookmark sites on top of your screen. Now, if you don't set anything up, Google Chrome is going to automatically arrange those for you in order of the um, when they were added to your bookmarks. But what I have done is gone into my bookmark manager on Chrome and I have chosen, so I'm not thinking about Canva, Trello, Airtable, Google Keep. I'm not thinking about the auto open tabs because those are already open for me. Now I'm thinking about the things that I use frequently throughout the day 
that I want to have instant access to, okay? And these are things like my, any Facebook groups I manage, Tailwind, any of my email accounts, Google Docs, and I'll get to those in a second, what they're for, my blog pages, my, any courses or groups that I'm currently a part of, my Teachers Pay Teachers account, and my ConvertKit account. Those are things that I use frequently, but I don't necessarily want open in tabs the entire day because they're likely to distract me, especially the social ones. Things like Facebook and email especially are really tricky to have open all the time. But I do like seeing them at the top of my page and being able to just click on them when I need them to open. And I can even select to have them open in a new tab. So it's kind of like my secondary auto open, but instead they're just kind of convenient buttons along the top of my screen. Now I will say that if you do set your bookmark bar up like this, that it's really important to abbreviate the name of each site as well as you can so that you can fit as many sites as possible on that bookmark bar. I think I had about five and I was able to shorten the names enough that I could fit 13 sites on the bookmark bar. So Obviously, you still want to be able to recognize what each one is, but it's really important to also shorten them enough so that you can fit the ones that you need on that bookmark bar. And I think, honestly, this has saved me so much time in the long run because I was spending so much time switching back and forth between screens and opening things up and typing in my passwords and closing things out and trying to find screens that I had been using. And now they either open automatically or are available with a click of a button right at the top of my screen. So if you have not yet utilized your auto open features or your bookmark bar, I encourage you to go take a look at those two things and I promise you they will make your life easier. Like 100% can guarantee that. Now, earlier I mentioned that I have Google Docs open and this is another feature that we all have access to and I'm willing to bet that all of us use Google Documents in some way, shape or form. And this is something you can use so amazingly in your business. And I have three different Google Docs that I access almost on a daily basis. One is my Brain Dump Google Doc. I think Brain Dump documents are one of the most underrated tools you can use in your business. And my Brain Dump document kind of takes the place of the 1,000 sticky notes that used to float around my house. So having some sort of document where you can write anything and everything that is on your mind whether it's related to business or your home or your family or your personal life, literally anything, having a brain dump document where I just literally dump out all of my thoughts has been a game changer, okay? And I usually will find myself typing things like any sort of like, if I think of like creative things I want to use for like Facebook ad copy, or if I think of anecdotes or quotes that I want to share in, in my blog posts or my emails or my podcasts, or on social media, I write those down. If I have product ideas or blog post ideas or email ideas, any ideas, any ideas go on my brain dump document. And also images. If I come across a cool image online, um, you know, sometimes I'll save it to my computer, but a lot of times if I know it's something I definitely want to remember and it's specific to my business, I will screenshot it and just drag it over to my brain dump Google Doc. Now, I have that to refer to every single day and I just, I would say nine out of 10 days, we'll just dump information into it. But I like to try at least once a month to take 10 to 20 minutes and go through my brain dump document and kind of rearrange it so that it makes sense, okay? So every once in a while, I'll go in 
and I will transfer any information out of the brain dump document to where it belongs. Maybe I'll dump things into my calendar. Maybe I'll dump things into a blog post draft. Maybe I will dump things into a Facebook post that I want to create. I try to send anything out of the brain dump to where it needs to go. Other times I'll simply color code it. For example, I have everything in my brain dump calendar, I'm sorry, my brain dump document right now that is color coded pink means that it's something I want to use for podcast, pink podcast. That's just how my brain works. And then again, like I said, I'll transfer it to things like Airtable and Trello, depending on what it is. So brain dump is an amazing thing. I think you'll love it. It's a way of streamlining your thoughts rather than having them in like 17 different places. Next, I also have a Google Doc for links. And these are links that I feel like I am always looking up and trying to find over and over again. And these are things like any bit.ly links that um, I have created for blog posts. If I have a blog post coming out one week or, or if I'm batching my blog posts and all of the social media posts that go along with it, I like to have a short list of bit.ly links for those blog posts. So that way I can just hop on over to the Google Doc and copy and paste that link to my blog post in things like my Facebook posts that I'm scheduling for that blog post or my Instagram posts or my Tailwind posts or my emails that I'm creating that are going to direct to that blog post. I like to have a quick reference to all of my recent links that I know I'm going to be meeting over and over again that week. Um, I also have permanent links saved, like my pixel code for Facebook and my Google Analytics tracking code. How many times have you had to go back into your accounts and find these little codes that you could just have at the tips of your fingers, right? Things like your API code for ConvertKit or whatever email service provider you use. Those boring things that you're always searching for and thinking like, oh, I need to just save these somewhere so I have them all in one place. That is a great thing to have in your links Google document. I also have links to my Facebook groups. I have links to my lead magnets that I am currently circulating. I have links to um, social media posts that I might want to reference in my emails. Anything that you will need that you don't feel like hopping around the internet 700 times to find. And like I said, if you batch your work, um, this is a great thing to do. So that way, every time you sit down for a nice little batch session, come up with all the links you'll need, and then you will save yourself minutes and minutes, maybe even hours of work that you would spend trying to find those links. Last but not least in my Google Docs, I love having an emoji Google Doc. And this sounds so silly, but if you are someone who much rather prefers to do your work on a computer rather than your phone, that's me. I'm trying to get better about using my phone because I know there's something to be said about having that you know, access on the go. But I'm very much a computer person when it comes to doing the bulk of my work. So when I do sit down for those batch sessions and I'm scheduling social media posts and writing emails in large amounts, I like to have a set of emojis ready to copy and paste into my Facebook copy, my Instagram captions, or my email. Because otherwise I am searching the internet for those stupid emojis that I know I can just copy and paste. And here's the thing, I usually use the same emojis over and over and over again I think we're all kind of like that. So I suggest just having a little emoji library as one of your Google Docs because it saves you so much time being able to copy and paste. All right, next I wanna talk a little bit about Gmail. Um, I love all things Google and I love Gmail and I'm really not the best email person because I have so many emails and I'm not very good at deleting them. 
But recently, I started to look into ways that I can save myself time and space when it comes to my email accounts. And I've discovered a really cool thing called Boomerang. And I'm not talking about the Boomerang that you use to record videos. I'm talking about a Google Chrome extension that you can use to help you with your email. And there are so many different options for Boomerang, but I'm just going to tell you quickly how I use it. Now, I will say right now that I have tried every single calendar under the sun, and I don't really care for many of the online calendars. And I've tried Google Calendar again and again, and I just can't find myself using Google Calendar for all of the things. So one of the things I really was interested in looking for was a way to schedule and organize all of my recurring tasks because I find myself doing the same to-do list day in and day out for little things, you know, like making sure I respond to Q&As or making sure that I'm checking in on Facebook groups, things like that. But I wanted an easy way of having that list available again and again every single day. So what I've done is I've used Boomerang to schedule emails to myself. So in Boomerang, you can set up recurring emails for example, I have a Monday email, a Tuesday email, a Wednesday, a Thursday, and a Friday email that are sent to me every single Monday morning, every single Tuesday morning, and so on. And they list all of the specific tasks that need done every Monday, every Tuesday, every Wednesday, every Thursday, right? These are the things that I'm doing again and again every single week. Things like making sure I'm applying to the newsletter. Things like Every Friday, resending emails to the unopens, things like that. Really small, easy things, but it's really nice to have them emailed to me instead of trying to keep track of to-do lists. You can also use Boomerang to send yourself reminders. So you can schedule a specific day and time to send yourself an email if you think that would be helpful in your business. But I mostly just use it at this point for those recurring tasks. And I just set it up once and then that was it. I get it every single day and it's kind of like my to-do list is sent to me every morning and it's ready to go, which I really enjoy. Last but not least, I wanted to tell you guys about how you can be using your screen recording options on your computer. I am a Mac user, so my default program is QuickTime. And in the past few months, I've been discovering ways that I can use screen recording to help me in various ways in my business. One of the th ways I love using my screen recording is to take a screen recording of me using one of my products or even just scrolling through one of my products. You can then use this screen recording as part of your product preview, or you can use it as if you are someone who makes like the read first files, like when people download your products and they have to read this document first to learn how to use it, you can include it in that document as well. It's kind of like a tutorial. But at the very least, it's a great way to quickly show your audience what the product entails and what it looks like at a glance. So that's one way you can use a screen recording. You can choose to narrate them or not at all. I just think it's a really easy way to have a video snippet to share on your TBT page. I also think this is a great way for answering Q&As. Um, if you create a blog post with all of your frequently asked questions, you can even create like a compilation of screen recordings of you showing how to problem solve different things or how to navigate various products that people are coming back to you and asking about again and again. I also encourage you to use these screen recordings as blog posts. You can repurpose them into blog posts that are featuring a certain product. It doesn't have to always be problem solving and Q&As or even social media posts. You can use them as Facebook ads 
or Instagram stories or anything really. But make sure that if you are taking the time to screen record, make sure that you are exploring all of the different ways that you can use them because I think you'll find a lot more uses than you originally thought. I think the bottom line in this teacher business is that when we focus on using what we have and using what we know about and doing what we know, rather than always seeking out the next best thing and the next new trend, we find ourselves being much more productive and happier because we know what we're doing, we feel comfortable, and we're being consistent. If you have a tool that I did not mention today that you want to share about, I really encourage you to join the School of Sellers Facebook group. It is a free community of teacher sellers just like you who is committed to making business feel doable. And I would love to hear the tools that you use and even the ways that you use the tools I discussed today because this is just the tip of the iceberg. I guarantee it. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'll catch you guys next week. And action.